I'm gonna be really honest with you. I'm bored. I'm fucking bored. As am I. All right. I'm restless a little bit, and um, I'm losing the will to live, man. No, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, um, I'm just a bit bored, and I want mundane things are mundane. Yeah, things are stale. Like, I mean, no matter how much you try and pick yourself up, and don't get me wrong, like you got to always pick yourself up. Don't ever give up on that. Don't let your mind play any tricks on you. If anyone, if anyone wants to know about minds playing tricks on them, check out Goggins. David Goggins. Yeah, please, everyone, yeah. just check him out. He will, he will give you the kick up the arse you need. But yeah, I'm just getting a bit bored, man. I just want, um, I just want to be able to plan something. Tennis, Soon, football. Three weeks. Yeah, but then it's going to be Soon. a madness. Then it's going to be f- like you're going to call up pubs and you're going to be engaged for four hours, and then you're going to get to the pub and find out your table's been double booked or the table that used to fit six people now only fits you, two others, and then you know it's just going to be. I know it's going to be a madness. Yeah. I mean, how are you visualizing airports? Say from June so I, I don't think any travel is happening oh yeah they, I don't they, think dropping, they, 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 dropping. they dropped something <laughs> they did they dropped something said some, some holidays are probably not going to happen so they're pulling I mean, the carrot we've, we've, huh? they're pulling the carrot away they're pulling the carrot away yeah, as in as in domestic holidays will still happen yeah but um, will they? in terms can I go of to Birmingham am I allowed to go to Birmingham Ash? I, hopefully <laughs> I don't know if you going to go to Birmingham right? <laughs> don't know if he wants to go to Birmingham <laughs> <laughs> nah listen man Hash is joking Broad Street's where it's at baby you that Broad Street you know, you know what it is because I've been chatting to a few people this week, bruv. And when you tell people like, you know, yeah, man, I'm bored, I'm a bit frustrated, and I'm I'm getting a little bit itchy because I'm an adult. You know, most people will say, you know what, so am I. But no one wants to say it first. But once you do say to someone that you are a little bit bored and you are a bit annoyed and you are getting a little bit cabin feverish, most people will agree with you, open up, and tell you they're feeling the same yeah. way. So that's why it's good to tell people how you honestly feel. Don't always tell people, yeah, I'm fine. When you're not, like, if there's something playing on your mind, then say it. And I thought I'd let you know that because that was playing on my mind. Talk about playing on the mind. Spurs. Yeah, that dinner is no longer happening. The dinner that you promised. Yeah. We... So um, <laughs> let's quickly. Uh, what was the What was the bet? The what bet was the was deal? If we, if we if we won the Europa, <laughs> that you go on, go on. That you'd buy dinner in any restaurant. Yeah. In London, if we and you also invite the Spurs players to come along and bring the trophy <laughs> with them. That is not happening. They ain't coming. They ain't coming. There's a lot to talk about on this. I just, I just want to start with. Can we yeah. just start with in isolation the performance on Thursday, please? Tell me, tell me what you saw. I saw Dynamo Zagreb playing like Mourinho. Mourinho summed it up quite well in his post-match interview. He said they left blood on the pitch, they left sweat on the pitch, they left tears on the pitch. What about we, when he goes, we left what, nothing. What, what about we, when he goes, my, my players, they didn't even show the skills of life. <laughs> It's true, man. It's really true. Really, yeah. really true. It's, it was such a... It was a me, disappointment, if anything. It wasn't, oh, given benefit of a doubt, or maybe something like... It was just disappointing football from a from a group of talented... A group of 11 very talented players. Actually, no, I'm not going to say 11. I'm going to take Dyer out of the mix of that 11, because Dyer was absolutely shit that game. As he's been in, like, the last five games. I think I think um, he's, he's definitely... <clears throat> he can't control his frustration and, and does dumb things in a game, because I don't know if he feels that he he's not having enough of an impact on the game. Like if you look at some of the, the stuff he's done, towards the end of the game, a game against Dynamo, when he when he made that stupid foul, when he was trying to head the ball on, on onto an attack, the foul against Chelsea where he just kicked the geezer in the foot, yeah. you know, the one against Pogba, they're always clumsy. They're yeah. always, they're always, they're never anything kind of like smart. But I don't want to be too like harsh just on one player. We'll, we'll stick to the whole group. But Yeah, it was, it was the whole group as a group. Um, 
we it's i don't know man i don't know what like it's hard to pinpoint what the problem is it's very hard to pinpoint what the problem is when you have a team of world-class players but they play the the way they did look my mate said this to me the other day right spurs were top of the league in january hash that's the same team that lost against dynamo zagreb in that fashion on thursday there's clearly a psychological problem either in the harmony not individually but you can tell that as a group or as a as an organization at the moment for their for, for them to have been where they were in january to where they are now there's something going on so can i ask you what that something is because you've got like i said a world-class team world-class yeah. players you've yeah. got brand new state-of-the-art stadium yeah you've got a manager who's won god knows how many titles what do you think that something is it's a battle of egos that's where it, it's as simple as that we're, we're dealing with a, a club that has a philosophy to play football in a certain way we have a group of players that have been playing that certain way under the previous regime and and, and, and an environment where it's about camaraderie and collectiveness and unity and a spirit and a belief in you being able to become the best of what you want to become and now do you so do you mean ego between manager and players yes. or between the players yeah no 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 between manager a, and there, players clearly there's a, there, there is a there is a disconnect or there is a uh, there, is, there is huge friction between the coaching staff the manager and the players because whatever's being translated to the players by the management is not being carried out by the players and that's clear to see in the results in the manner of the performances possession pressing tackling shots created passes completed we're not anywhere near the team we were under previous regimes now I'm not saying I want to go back to previous regimes what I'm clearly highlighting is that this was a happy ship this is no longer a happy ship and results like the one against Dynamo Zagreb you're leaving players like Harry Knapp no choice but to go into the changing room pull out his phone send a text to his agent and say make the deal happen in the summer I don't want to be here no more this team is going backwards that's not Harry being egotistical that's not him going on like he's you know like you get certain players they start to get bigger than the club and then they get disruptive and da-da-da. he's not doing none of that he's when you talk about blood you talk about sweat you talk about tears no Spurs fan can question what he's given to us yeah but the question is, what have we given? What has the club given to him? The supporters have given him everything. We're, yeah. <clears throat> Harry can w- walk down the street, no matter where he goes after this, and he'll always be loved, apart from if he goes to Arsenal. But it's what what's the club doing for him? When he looks around and he sees the players around him, are we are those players improving Tottenham? Are they not improving Tottenham? When he sees a manager, like, listen, I, I, I feel Harry Kane has got enough respect for Jose Mourinho, and I feel that Harry Kane has performed how Jose wants him to. Hash, we see our centre forward playing centre midfield. We see him clearing the ball in the area. But at the end of the day, there are other managers that would say to Harry, you are not to leave the final third of the field because you are too much of a man in that area for me to be praising you for what you're doing in centre midfield. Let someone else do that for you. And I think Harry's probably thinking, I've played how Jose wants me to play. But at the end of the day, this type of football shit. Yeah. How can you play for a team, right? I mean, imagine this. This is this, So picture this, Hash. You go, you go and play football every Sunday and you go play for a team where you're constantly told to defend allow the other team to to have the ball and to try and turn the ball from them and then show your class and score and then go back to giving them the ball and allowing them to try and open you up it's a bit like saying it's a bit like a country saying just come and invade us as much as you want we're not going to get any weapons we're not going to try and attack you we're just going to build anti-aircraft we're going to have a massive wall and we're just going to hope that you can't uh, penetrate our defenses well in football bruv teams get penetrated and that's what that's what that's what i think harry wolf is probably thinking in my opinion i've given everything to this club the style of football is now very unenjoyable the fans are not happy 
Brother, he's 28 in the summer. And also, I've got to bring this up as well. Jose Mourinho and his staff, to get rid of them all, is going to cost around £40 million. Who put that contract together? Someone was saying this, my, my mate was saying to me, he was hearing this on the, on the radio or something like, when has Mourinho ever spent five years at a club? Why yeah. do you give him a five-year contract? Yeah. It seems that managers have a lot of power these days. Like a but, lot of but, power but, but, over, but over power, clubs. Power, power in what respect? Power in terms of contracts. Yeah, but not in terms of He's players. He's made so much money just of having cancelled contracts. And not Such only that, shame. if you get sacked, you get paid. Yeah. Like, what yeah, yeah. job do you know where they pull you in a room and they say, Hash, yeah. you ain't really been doing it this month. We're going to have to let you go. Thanks a lot for everything. All the best. Oh, and by the way... Because what it means is that... Here's a couple mil. Yeah. If he gets fired, for him, it's not... There's no, like, incentive to not want to be fired. Because if he gets fired, there's still a huge payday for him. The money's still there. Absolutely. And he's older, Hash. Yeah. So, there was a report today saying how he's just simply not the special one anymore. He's a dinosaur in a raincoat. I'll give you an example of what he's doing. Anyone that knows about boxing, right? Roy Jones Jr., yeah? Bad man boxer. But Roy Jones Jr. got knocked out by Enzo Maccarelli. I've said his surname wrong. But Enzo Maccarelli is Joe Calzaghi's cousin. And he didn't have the same career as Joe Calzaghi, put it like that. But on Enzo's resume is the fact that he knocked out Roy Jones Jr. Now, anyone that knows boxing knows that Roy Jones Jr. in his prime and in his career was one of the greatest, if not the greatest, super middleweight heavy, heavyweight of all time. Him versus Marvelous Hagler would have been sick. Roy probably would have won though. But because Roy continued to carry on fighting and stayed in his set ways and wouldn't look at age or wouldn't look at any of that, Roy's been knocked out in spectacular fashion and Spurs losing to Dynamo Zagreb the way they did is Jose getting knocked out in spectacular fashion but the difference is Jose you're getting knocked out by opponents that shouldn't have that on their resume Dynamo Zagreb should not have on their resume that a Jose Mourinho team was uh, winning 2-0 and then lost 3-0 in the second leg and that's all I'm saying evolve so just on boxing Tyson and AJ signed contracts yes. have been signed so yeah. fight coming up <clears throat> brilliant it's going to be the can I just say huge can I just say British heavyweight it's coming head to head is gonna be huge. It's gonna be sick. It's gonna be sick. You know what? It's gonna be sick. And and, and I really hope. I mean, where do you where, where where do you think it's gonna be? Where do you what location do you think they're gonna pick in the end? So you te- you telling me Saudi? I hope it's not in Saudi. No, what do you think? Forget what I oh, told what do you. I think? You, what I do hope. You, but knowing boxing like you do and money. Yeah, and, no, I, and I think I think at the end of the day, I think when it, when push comes to shove, no matter what money's put on the table, I think uh, the UK will be because AJ said it many times. But do you think it before. will be a reality hash, or do you think it's gonna I think be it will. business I think, is gonna rule? No, I, I think. Because because this is this is a Brit this is a holy British event. Yeah, but you're, 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 you're putting it, emotion on it. I can I can feel your love because, and your emotion. Yeah, only because it it makes again it makes sense because AJ said it many times before. He said he'd love for if if him and Fury ever thought that for it to be in the UK because you want the fans to be there. It's going to be very hard for loads of fans to travel to Saudi Arabia for obvious yeah, reasons. But in the summer when they're penciling it in, yeah. with all the Corona situations going on and with money yeah. ruling the way it rules, I personally think that it's going to be in Dubai or it, Saudi it Arabia. It might be for sure, but I hope it doesn't. Yeah. I really hope it doesn't. I hope that. And that's why I said I mean, Eddie Hearn's back garden has, has got has got um has got um, I love that. Bro, the hair got a ring, shots so. his dad's, his, by the way, it's his dad's house. His dad's house, yeah. yeah. But I love the fact that with the castles and you yeah, can yeah. see the A4, you can see the A30 yeah, and yeah, the motorway. Yeah. I mean, perfect. He's already got the setup there. So hopefully, hopefully, we'll see. I don't know. Listen, I, or Wembley. I, I, I'm with you, and I agree. I want it. Uh, everything you said, I agree. But yeah. I, I mentioned the word. You're you're throwing emotion on it. Yeah. And the reason I said that is because. It's like if me and you were writing a fucking fairy tale story, yes, the fight's in London. But I personally think, Hash, and I agree with you, but I think the money that the Saudis will throw at it, the fact that freedom of movement in Saudi Arabia is a lot more easier than here in terms of getting fans into the stadium. 
I'll give you an example. Canelo's fighting Billy. So wait, when, when do they say that the fight's going to be? Summer. They this, want it in the this, summer. This summer? Yeah. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why, in my opinion, again. If you fight in November and you do it here and you, you know, you have all the fans in the place, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm with all of that. I am with all of that. But what, what, what that means, Hash, is that neither fighter has fought for over a year. Yeah. There is going to be some serious rust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that could fuck the event up. Yeah. So you, they need Tyson Fury last fought, I think, at the back end of 2019. Oh, sorry, the, the, the early part of 2020. And AJ fought the back end of 2019. So they need to get it on in the summer because otherwise they've left it way too long and it's, it's, it's going to be rust. And also, I think that the fact that the um, Arabs want the fight, they will throw so much money at it. They will, for sure, 100%. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm with you. I really hope it's at Wembley. I hope there's yeah. 100,000 people there. Yeah, yeah. Me and you can get a 50-pound seat. Yeah. I don't care about being close to the ring. I was close for AJ Dylan White. I was yeah. literally four or five. No, I was literally 10 rows from the ring. Exceptional, exceptional um, night. And the people... People, they know who they the people that were there with me know who they are they know it was sick but just to be in the stadium hash for a British event like that would be fucking sick yeah it'd be amazing and it makes sense sick. you two two hope two of the best he British heavyweights you give it I don't know man it's yeah. a hard one to call I've said to you before that um, I think Fury might have the advantage the reason Fury has the advantage is because Fury is a very hard fighter to fight against the reason why he's hard to fight against firstly he's a brawler he's not like AJ AJ is very technical well he has been in his past couple fights very technical all about the points and also Fury's made of something harder than flesh and bone Fury's made of harder stuff um, yeah to get up from I mean that would always go down in history when he, the, the get up, when he got up from the knockout from yeah, the wild yeah. would always go down in history but the, the, the reason I who, so who have you, who've you got let me, let me ask you I'm going to go with I'm going to go with AJ okay and that's controversial because I believe if people watch the Fury fight against Klitschko the two fights against Wilder Fury has the movement the unorthodox uh, freak type of unrhythmic punches to completely take a to basically snatch AJ's game plan from him and maybe produce a lot of neck neck shot movements back a lot of kind of shots where AJ just is like just has no answer to what Fury can do this is what I what the normal normal AK would normally say but I just think on this occasion with everything that's gone on and what the fighters have been through if AJ can connect with Tyson Fury I don't know if Tyson basically AJ's so fast and Tyson does a lot of awkward moves I just think if he gets caught while doing one of those awkward kind of moves where he's dodging punches I think the power of AJ could could shock Fury but I, what I will say is that it's, it's going to be a great fight both fighters are massively massively um, you know got their talents and, and their USPs so to speak but I just hope it's a wicked fight and uh, I'm glad it's signed and you know what I've got, to, I've got to just say one thing as well boxing is the most mafia sport ever in life right let's just let's just break down how mafia boxing is right no other sport can one fighter batter another fighter and then the judges give the fight to the other geezer and no one says nothing no other sport do you have the stories about you're going down in the fifth <laughs> like Sonny Liston like connected to the mafia or you know Joe Lewis Sugar Ray Robinson like all these Jake fighters Huh? Jake LaMotta. Jake LaMotta, man. Well, Jake was brilliant because Jake was like, you know that scene where, you know that scene in Raging Bull where the mafia lot come into the gym and Jake's in the ring and he's he's, he's doing his yeah, yeah. training and he goes to his brother. What the fuck are those two? the fuck are those two doing yeah. in here? Who, what'd you bring him in here for? You know, the one of them was Scorsese's dad. Was it? Yeah, one of them was no Scorsese's way. dad. Yeah, yeah. You know who the other one was? The other one was the geezer that battered Pesci in Casino and threw him in the hole. Yeah, and was also the geezer that Pesci stabbed in Goodfellas. Oh shit, yeah, it was. Yeah, so check out the Billy beach, Bats, right? Yeah, check yeah. Out the beast with not beast but check out the scenarios with Pesci right so yeah. Pesci's 
Pesci's been in, in a, he's been in Raging Bull with that geezer yeah. when he was cool with him and he was trying to convince De Niro to work with the mafia yeah, in yeah. Raging Bull. He's been in Casino with him where they were cool again but then when, when the hit was put on Nicky Tarantino it's him that does the hit on, on Joe Pesci and in Goodfellas he's the geezer that says go get go your get fucking your shine, shine box. So it's brilliant how you've got those two actors that in years to come they've got those moments together. Also, I'd like to touch upon the word addiction, okay? I'm not a fan of the word. I'm not a fan of the word. I'm never, I've never been a fan of the word. And, I, and I'm, there is some reasons to why I'm, I'm not just saying this randomly, so just, just go with me on this. Yeah. But I find it interesting how we label people addicts. Even even like someone I met in Cyprus that was close to me, that I was close to, experienced some some beautiful things together. Like I'd always say, like, why do you keep referring to yourself as that? Why can't you just be, why can't you just refer to yourself as somebody that used to do something and you don't do it no more? And the reason why I'm bringing this up, right, is because, you know, do you remember Bianca from EastEnders? I saw, yeah. I know you're talking about. Right. I know you get it. And where she was well within her right to do that. Well within, well her, within right, her right. Bro. You can't. How can you start an interview and label the guest as from addict to well? Do you know what Good Morning Britain's starting to remind me of? Passive aggressive motherfucking antagonist. Fox TV, man. It's starting to remind me of Fox TV. Yeah. Or like Fox Jerry News. Springfield. Yeah, Jerry yeah. Sp- whatever the fuck his name is. Like that, that TV that's like, it's like aggressive porn. <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like you, 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 you're trying yeah, to like yeah. fuck people up for the rest of the day with some real shit so yeah I just I just, like, I understand when people say convicted rapist Tommy Jones or convicted murderer Alec Baldwin or not Alec Baldwin but you know what I'm trying to say that <laughs> no disrespect to Alec Baldwin I don't know why your name came to me there you're a G bad man actor the scene in Departed when you batted a geezer for not putting the camera in the right place <laughs> I'm one of the best ever scenes and when you're on the golf driving range telling Matt Damon to get married, absolutely <laughs> fucking brilliant. But yeah, I just wanted to touch on that, mate, because um, I think it's, it's, it's actually really, it's like you're always trying to keep, well, it's my opinion again, it's just my opinion, but you're always trying to, like, if I was, if I ever became addicted to something and I got off it, like, if someone was like, oh, you're a former addict, I'd be like, don't call me that. Who the fuck are you to call me that? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I used to do heroin, I don't do it no more. Do you know what I mean? Like, so that's why I said the coffee example. That person like, doesn't need to be carrying that for the rest of their life. No, you don't need to be carrying that, man. And I feel like, like Especially when you've, when you've gone through it and you've overcome it as well. Yeah. Overcoming is obviously the hardest thing you can do. Exactly. For you to then keep bringing that person back, that's a horrible thing to do. Yeah. Man. Do you know what I mean? Former addict, Andrew Kiriakou. Former addict, Andrew Kiriakou. Recovered addict. Yeah. Former addict. It's like, fuck off, man. So big up to, is her name Patsy? Patsy, yeah. I wanted to, I just wanted to say, um, I'm, I, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with her. I support her. I'm a rooter. Patsy Palmer. Patsy Palmer. And I also want to big her up for Sam Kels as well. As Bianca, always kept Ricky in check. Ricky. Always kept Ricky and Ricky. Check, you know what I'm saying? So and she loved her man. She loved her man. Well, I don't know if she cheated on him in the end, but that's his standard scriptwriters for you. But um yeah, big up to Patsy Palmer, man. Patsy Palmer, who is a wellness guru and an actress in his standards. There's no need for you to add addict no to wellness to guru. Add- that, that word She's her, her, her resume is like, has enough on it for you, you to not me, have to add that. You get me. Well so yeah, big up to that. What have you watched this week? Yeah, so I, I was um I was watching some Robin Williams stand up. Mm. Yeah. I was watching some Robin Williams stand-up, man. It was interesting because I think it's it was... Hilarious. His stand-up is just hilarious. So intense, So man. intense. Like, he's, he's all over the place. Yeah. The energy... You have to keep up with him because he's going at 100 miles an hour. I think there was about 15 bottles of water on the table. <laughs> no word of a lie, about 15. And he, had to keep, he keeps wiping his face down as well with a towel. And drinking and wiping yeah, yeah. and drinking. And, and he's very... How he moves on the stage and how he moves into different accents and different voices and facial expressions. But it was interesting because I was watching something from so many years ago and he was talking about about you know Americans air, airport security he was talking about Bill Gates and trying to take over the world bro he was even talking about like water becoming the next thing that we're going to be warring over yeah so it was it was um it was a nice kind of um reminder of 
of Robin Williams. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Morka Mindy. He was a bad man in Morka Mindy. I used to watch that when I was a kid. Nanu Nanu, for those who know about Morka Mindy. He played an alien that lived in a girl's loft. He'd crash landed and he was living in a loft. It was a famous program we used to run in America. A bit like Roseanne, a bit like Cheers. Had a few years. So that's where I first saw him. So, so I watched Robin Williams. What else did I watch? I'll tell you what I do want to watch. I'll tell you that. I want to watch that new series of the Breaking Bad geezer. What new series? There's a new series on Sky Atlantic where the guy from Breaking Bad is in it. The main guy, the dad. Okay. And he's playing a lawyer. Okay. Or a judge. What's it called? I'm going to find out the name of it. He's a serious actor. Serious actor, isn't it? Have you seen The Infiltrator? Yeah. What it was all right, film? man. It was... All right. But did you like the soundtrack? The, did you like the, the, the songs in the film? Because you do like you like your scores. I don't remember them, but... All right, I'm going to play you some of the tunes after this okay. and see what you... Um, uh, oh, it's called Your Honour. Yeah. My dad said it was sick. Did he? Yeah. Apparently something happens where someone from his family ends up in a situation from a mafia family. So a respected judge's son is involved in a hit and run that leads to a high stakes game of lies, deceit and impossible choices. See, just you saying that sounds <laughs> sick. Sounds like my kind of thing. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that out as well. And um, and, and but yeah, that's pretty much. I've got to be honest with you. I haven't watched. I haven't watched a load of. I haven't watched a load of films um, because I've been playing a lot of FIFA. Okay. Oh yeah, you were telling me when I yeah. bought FIFA from my mate for his birthday. FIFA twenty. FIFA twenty one. Twenty one. With sorry, Mbappe yeah, yeah. on the front cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bought that, and we've been playing it on a, on a Nintendo Connect because. Um, Nintendo Connect is like, in my opinion, you know, we've done the Mario game, we've done Luigi, we've done Crash Bandicoot. Like, it's a very platform-orientated console. So, being from the old-school PlayStation era of Pro Evolution and FIFA and Grand Theft Auto, I needed a football game in there. Yeah. So, we've been playing that, man. So, yes, yeah, so I've, I've been playing a lot of that. It's been, it's been, um, it's been good fun, man. It's been good fun. What about you? What have you? Caught I'm, I'm with you on that. Actually, when 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 I'm playing a game or when a game's come out, I mm. tend to stay away from watching films yeah. for a good couple of weeks. You rinse the game. You rinse, rinse the, game. the game. Yeah, and it's fun because like with me I'm the kind of geezer that I'll go and pick the Brazilian cup and I want to win a cup with a Brazilian team and discover like a young player in that team and then I've got a mate who plays football manager and I'll say to him what's this player like on your game because my mate's playing football manager but he's in like 2029 so where he's in 2029 I'm asking him about a player now and he's letting me know if they got to their potential yeah. or not but in his game Okay. so yeah football manager FIFA always been a big fan of um of those of okay. those types of games, so I've just sort of reconnected a little bit. Nice. Um. 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 um with that, it's nice. Nice to be able to sit there and, and control something, control the outcome, potentially control the outcome. Yeah, of something. and build your build your team and do your yeah. substitutes. And I've always been like that in games. Hash. I don't know what you're like, but even like, do you remember Grand Theft Auto San Andreas? Yeah, of course. Right. Do you remember the gangs? Yeah. There was a purple gang. Yeah, your yeah. gang was the green gang. Yeah. And by the way, Samuel Jackson's voice is in that game. He plays the cop yeah. in that game. And the soundtracks of Grand Theft Auto, all the games are unbelievable. Mm. But for example, I immerse myself fully into these kind of games. So I would not carry out any further missions on Grand Theft Auto San Andreas until the whole neighborhood was green. So I took every gang out of the game. So you know when you you drive through the map and all of a sudden the map would change color to purple and all and that. And you start getting shot at because it's people know. Wicked, it, yeah. wicked. I mean, I was fascinated by that. The, the, to, to know the game was so smart yeah. that my car would take bullets. And obviously, we just just to recognise that. But that's some real shit. Some people live in those environments, man, and that ain't no joke. But yeah. I did not do a mission hash. I did not carry on the theme and the um, campaign of the game until all of the city was green. GTA, like, GTA, the best games, hands down. Hands down. Nothing compares to GTA. Best game for side missions, 
and allowing you to do other things while doing the main part of the game ever invented that and Red Dead Redemption and yeah, who yeah. made Red Dead Redemption Rockstar Games and who made Grand Theft Auto Rockstar Games there's some rock stars baby there's a wicked film actually yeah um, about the founders of Rockstar no way played by the, the one of the guys who founded Rockstar is played by Daniel Radcliffe from Harry Potter, Harry Potter. yeah okay um, and it shows it shows goes behind the scenes of there was a, there's, there's a bit of politics that came about when they right. were developing the game obviously because of the themes that are involved is, in it is the film based around Grand Theft Auto being their first game that they made yeah 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 right, okay. um, I think it's the second game that they made because um, they, they were quite wealthy at that point because they, they, they show them like, driving around in Porsches and stuff um, so Grand Theft Auto 2 I can't remember exactly which one I watched this film a while ago it was, it was on BBC BBC iPlayer but definitely watch it it's a very good film Wicked, it, takes you, it takes you <clears throat> it's interesting to see how yep. that game came about exactly because this is a game that we've never seen before like, so does it tell you like, how they how they thought about the violence yeah, yeah, and yeah, the music yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. wicked man let me find actually let me find the name of this film because this is definitely a recommendation I completely forgot about this film what do you think of Ratcliffe he's, he's alright do you think he's always going to be Harry P he's yeah he's, he, he's, 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 there's not much into the game the film's called The Game Changers The Game Changers yeah it's a, Brit, right. uh, it's a British uh, yes it was done by the BBC produced by the BBC because he's tried to make a few films doesn't he to try and completely make yeah, you identify to him not as Harry P but because he doesn't want you to identify as Harry, po- Harry P he does these films that are so left and left. so random <laughs> or do you remember that clip of him off his nut in a club <laughs> and people didn't know like if he was on if he was on if he was on a, yeah yeah, 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 and I reckon his PR agency said to him, "Look, go out, pop a Jack and Jill, get someone to just grab a couple of seconds of it, yeah. just so we can edge you up. We need to yeah, edge you up. You're too clean. Yeah, but also it's, it's not his fault because he he, he played the cleanest geezer there is to play, yeah, man. Yeah, that's true. Harry Potter's the cleanest, cleanest, the cleanest geezer you can ever play, man. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. So, um, there is a film that I want to talk about. Tell me, man. Which on your mind? We watched Inside Man. Oh. Top film. Top film. And the plot twist that comes about, you just don't see it coming. The fact that it's added this whole element of history into it, but not even good history, the darkest history possible. And you still don't know what was in the... In you the, still don't. What, what they were trying to... What, you still what don't. they were trying to get back, what was stolen. You still yeah. don't even know what it was. You don't. And then it added... Also, the film added... It wasn't... It wasn't just one plot. The film was never just about a bank robbery. It had the whole historical element, but then it had something happened to Denzel, to Denzel's character in a previous case that we don't know really what happened. They were investigating him for money that was taken. I think it was like 126 grand. Mm. He's under investigation. He's under investigation, Mm. but they never talk about it overtly in the film. It's always just something that's kind of like a side comment or or, or a comment by... A little distraction. Like a little distraction or... um, What's her name? Jodie Foster's character will use it to as as a way of saying I've got one up over you yeah. because I know what you did or yeah. I know we, what we can we should use it as leverage. As leverage, yeah. exactly. Use it as leverage. Yeah. And I love when films add layers like that because it's not you're not just following one plot, you're following following multiple plots, but also you're getting an idea of the character. Because we don't know whether Denzel was was guilty or innocent, but we kind of form our own opinion on what his character is based on these little snippets of information that mm, we're given. Mm. And I thought that was wicked. As well. uh, t- yeah, on the phone and towards the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, it's brilliant that he, he was out his, his his dress sense as well was the his. shirt. Yeah, the yeah. shirt, the suit, and the hat. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. But it's brilliant you brought that up because you remember the, you remember the scene where like he meets her in like a like a, a town hall or one of those government buildings. Yeah, yeah. And 
she thinks she's still got <clears> the upper hand. The upper hand, and he drops a couple of lyrics on her. And he pulls Paul out the rec- recording device. Yeah, and says, "Right now, you're gonna make sure this happens for me, but I want to know what's going on with this." Yeah, and um, and it's slick, man, because he never loses composure in the whole situation throughout the whole film. Like even when he, she's got him by the balls. He's like, he knows there's going to come a point where he's going to be able to. And you know what that is as well? I like it shows all his detective experience in the film. Yeah, yeah. It shows how him and his, the scenes with him and his, him and his mate when they're interrogating. Yeah, yeah, the, Those the, were epic. They were epic. They were epic. Like, was you involved in this? Yeah. Come on, man. We know, we know, we yeah, know yeah. you know who did it, man. Come on, just tell us. I swear to God. How much did he give you? How much? Yeah. How much? Like, so they, 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 their scenes were, their scenes were sick. But he's just great supporting cast, by the way. Great supporting the, cast. I think Chit Chitwell. He's British, he's a British actor. He's been in quite a few. Like tw- he's been in he's been in twenty. Tw- um, was that End of the World film twenty twelve? All the money in the world. I haven't seen that. You know, you know, you know. He wasn't even supposed to be in that. Was he not? I haven't seen it. And he's wicked in it. Okay. You know, so he, he took Kevin Spacey's role in it because it all come out. Oh, of Kevin, right, okay, Kevin okay, was yeah. doing mad shit, and um, and then they ended up having to redo all the scenes, but with him in it. Okay. But yeah, he's heavyweight actor, heavy. the older gentleman. Yeah, he's heavyweight. Yeah. Heavyweight. Oh, so you talking about him? Mm. Sorry, I'm, t- I'm talking about the other black guy. Oh, my bad. You're um, talking about yeah, yeah. You're talking about the geezer from Twelve Years a Slave. Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, he's the main actor. Um, he won Oscar for that, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, the guy you're talking about is Christopher Plummer. He's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. Got he's got that voice, isn't he? He's got that voice. He reminds me a bit of like Paul Newman. The geezer you're talking about. Chitwell at your four. Did you say his name? Chitwell. It's a very peculiar name. It's right? a hard. It's a hard name <clears> to, <throat> to. Probably not a hard name, but I just, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, vowels in the name. No, it is a, it is a hard name, man. How'd like, you say that? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll speak for myself again. Like Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel. Yeah, he's a bad man actor. Bad man actor. Um, William Defoe's in the film as well. William Defoe's the police captain. Yeah, when they when they come when they pull up pull up in the when van. they pull up and he's chatting to Denzel about making sure your men are here and your men yeah, are there. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. William William Defoe's um William Defoe, man, he's he's underrated, you know. We 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 we, we massively underrated. We had a good laugh about his role in in um in Grand Grand Hotel Budapest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, massively underrated. Yeah, I tell he you, what can film, only play certain films. I think because of his look, he has a very unique. He's always look. got to be like a villainy kind of guy. Yeah. Or we spoke about this as well, though. I tell you, one of his best films. I told you. Remember the film with the wolf, the Disney film. You did tell me, yeah. Was it Togo? I think it was Togo. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of his. Um, you know what it is with that film? It's one of them films where he's been an actor his whole career, but it's taken like twenty five years to make a film where yeah. people people say, yeah, big up to that. And first well, Spider, he's wicked in the first Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Was he Lex? He was not Lex. He was um, the Green Goblin. Oh, with the, with the hand. Was he not the dude? Where's who was the dude that played the geezer that was trying to cover the fact that his hand was half lizard and he went underground? Am I thinking of a different villain? I think I'm thinking of a different Spider-Man okay. villain. His hand was like it started with his hand being mutated or green, and then it, and then it, and it, he was a scientist himself. Yeah, yeah. And then he and then he he became. I can't remember there's been so many Spider-Man films. Yeah, um, that's, but that's that that William Dafoe and Tobey Maguire one was definitely my favorite one. That was like the first new iteration. Was that? I think that was the first Spider-Man film, the first big Spider-Man film. I know the one you're talking about because now we've got Andrew, whatever his name is. Yeah, I didn't read him. And then, and then it's been redone again. Yeah. And it's it's amazing, isn't it? How I don't know, like if you're if you were born, by the time you get to forty, there's probably like seventeen different Batmans or seventeen different Spider-Mans. There's a new Batman coming out now. There's a new Batman coming out. Oh yeah, yeah what's his name? Robert Pattinson's Robert the new Pattinson. Batman, isn't it? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's your I'm favorite Batman to, of all time? Christian Bell. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down for you. Down. What, like, no even question? No, no one Michael comes. Michael Keaton can't even get in no, the conversation. No, 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 no. Keaton can't even get in there. 
right. No. If right. we if we're that's talking cool. if that's how you feel, that's how you feel, huh? If we're talking about if we're talking about again, we had this conversation with James Bond. When you think of what James Bond is, you think of Daniel Craig. For me, when I think of who Batman is, I think of Christian Bell. Yeah, maybe in your generation. But if I was to say to someone, James I don't think Bond, it's a, I don't think it's a generational thing. I don't think it's nothing to do with nostalgia. It's, it's dependent on on how you envision Batman. What kind of Batman do you see in your head? Yeah, but there's a lot of people, Hash, that might envisage Roger Moore or Sean Connery as James Bond more than Daniel Craig. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. So it depends on what you oh, right. see as... Yeah, as, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But for me personally, when I see James yeah. Bond, I see Daniel Craig. So when Dan, I see Batman, Batman I see is, Christian Bell. All right, so for me, I'm going to go Sean Connery yeah. and... Michael Keaton. You're gonna go for my, you're gonna take Michael Keaton over Christian Bale, yeah. Michael Keaton was the baddest bad man ever because not only did he have to deal with Jack Nicholson as the Joker, but what made the film for me was the fact that Michael Keaton wasn't six pack built, wasn't uh, you know showing you all these kind of karate skills. He was D low with it. Yeah, he was Bruce Wayne on a D low level. Like the way that he spoke with, to Kim Basinger with the charm and, and the gentlemanness of about him, how he moved through the crowd at his banqueting suites, just the way that Keaton played the role. Yeah. Because you've got to remember as well, right? A lot of people in the 80s, yeah, because Batman 1 came out in 1989, 1989. Batman 2, I think, come out in 1991. 90, Batman 2 was Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah, another yeah. Tim Burton. Tim Burton was very good. That was a wicked film. Wicked film. That was a wicked it? film. But what, you got to rem- what people got to remember is Michael Keaton at the time had already played other films, Hash, where he'd been this character that was trying to remain calm but was always losing his temper yeah whether it be he played a film called dream team where they're like an uh, escaped they escaped from a mental home and he takes them to a baseball game but the reason why he's in a mental home is because he's got like anger issues so he's very loving geezer very cool but if you wind him up or sank if he feels like you're taking the piss he, he just totally goes the other way have you seen birdman by the way Nah, i watched birdman that's a wicked michael keen's film okay. actually touch it's, it's, it's um sorry just quickly because i just reminded me that he basically plays an actor who used to be a superhero, but now, like in real, like a real life, he plays yeah. himself kind of in real life. Yeah, and he's at a theatre production now. Theatre production, I've, yeah, I've yeah. seen the scenes, I thought the, the scenes with Ed Norton, when they were like rehearsing yes. yeah, 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 what yeah, they yeah. were going to do. And yeah, Ed's yeah. like, why, why would you have your hand up like this? Yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? That was fascinating it's to see. It's a good see. film. It's a very good film. Yeah, because it showed um, what actors probably go like when they're talking about stuff they're going to do. Yeah, so Michael Keaton's always been an actor that's been able to play a dude that's trying to show everyone that he's calm, but he's got this line of wildness in him. And that's Batman. That's what Batman yeah. is. Batman's a dude that's a gentleman. He's smooth. He's slick. You know, he's very inconspicuous. But at night, when he puts on the outfit, you know, he's he's the man. And for me, um, Michael Keaton's the number one. The number one. <laughs>